Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On. Create a must-have list for the person that you're looking for and a no way, no go. Because yeah. okay, it's sort of like a grocery list before, you know, when we go in and we don't have a list of the grocery store, we start just grabbing some different oh, yeah, things. That looks good. And especially if you're shopping <laughs> yeah. when you're hungry, <laughs> right? that's no good. You end up putting bad things in your cart. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. I'm your host, Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, and today we have Dr. Liz Jenkins on with us today. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach with over 35 years and 75,000 hours of expertise working with women and couples to reignite relationships so they can prevent divorce, infidelity, and lifelong dissatisfaction and navigate huge life transitions. So if she's helping people stay married, why is she here? Well, she's got a lot of great insight into dating after divorce, and that's exactly what we need to dive into today. We need to talk about how successful single women can leverage online dating to find high-quality companionship without burning out in the process, because we all know it takes worse. Dr. Liz, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I love the opportunity to be here, Michelle, and and helping folks realize, hey, there's there's a whole big world out there and and it's there for the taking. And uh, so this is great. I'm excited to talk about dating again. Right. <laughs> I am too. And, you know, I personally did not do much dating after my divorce. So I never really have great insight on this topic. I, I got separated. I went mm-hmm. on one bad date. I said, okay, you know what? Never mind. Like, I need to focus on me and my daughter. And then I just happened to run into my now husband um, in a mm-hmm. real mute, cute sort of way and, and took it from there. But I, I, the experience of dating after divorce is not something. I know a lot about. So I'm curious to hear your experience with it and and we can dive in from there. Absolutely. So it sounds like you've it was had the um great offer opportunity to organically you know bump into your your hubby now and that's wonderful and like it, things have changed so much. I mean, like I've been married 35 I'm married 35 years, 37 together. So um it's a lot has evolved, and but I have two adult daughters that were, were very much into this online world of dating, and I have many, many clients that are have left relationships, and they are stepping into this brave new world. And there's so much to, um, there's great value in the online, but there's a lot of, um, I want to say, 
warnings and best practices. And so I guess one of the first things that I always like to work with my folks is um, when they're looking at stepping into the dating world, online dating world is, is what platform are they looking at? You know, which dating sites and why are they, what's driving them to? Because, you know, there's the matchup and there's, you know, Christian singles and there's all sorts of e-harmonies. And there's just and the booty bum- call ones, right? Bum- bumbles and, oh gosh, yes. Bumbles and all rumbles. And <laughs> I mean, a lot has evolved back. There used to be the, and there still is the Craigslist personals. And that used to be like, you know. <laughs> that was, and, that's where the, the Craigslist killer came from, didn't he? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're going to stay off of Craigslist people. I don't know. I feel like Liz can steer us in a better direction. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess it's really like, what's your comfort zone? And um, what's your comfort level? There's some folks that are uh, a big advocate that they want to uh, date free. And so there are sites that have certain types of aspects that are, it's free, you sign up, you create a profile, and you move from there, you know, swipe right, swipe left. And there's others that feel like, I'm an investment, and I want someone that has resources or cares about themselves to invest in themselves. So there are some folks that are really um, more interested in a paid uh, dating site, even if a small one. So I, I, I always tell folks, let's play around with it. Ask some around your friends, browse the dating sites and, and see what maybe what your intentions are. Uh, that's that would be one of the, the first things that, that I would say. Um, I'm also in have the opportunity to be inside a couple uh, singles Facebook groups. And one of the biggest things that people talk about is the profile that someone has, the pictures, oh, yes. what's put on there. Okay. That's like, it's like for my clients, when they talk mm-hmm. about this, Liz, it's like mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, how to land on the moon with your eyes closed. Like they, they just, they can't mm-hmm. seem to get it right. And, and and this is really good that we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so one of the things as we're starting to put ourselves out there and it's going to be a real visual, I always tell my clients before we launch the site and I'll talk about the some of the the top things to put on the on our profiles but i always say start create a must-have list for the person that you're looking for and a no way no go because yeah it's sort of like a grocery list before you know when we go in and we don't have a list of the grocery store we start just grabbing some different things that looks good and especially if you're shopping (laughs) when you're hungry right that's no good you end up putting bad things in your cart Right. <laughs> and bad things in your life too, right? If we're not, if we don't know what our, our no-goes are and those become, there. yeah. Okay. All right. One of my mantras is choose wisely and choose well. So if you know, and you have focus and clarity, your must-haves, your no-goes, I don't care really how hungry you are or how pretty and packaged something is, you're going to be more aware of the warning signs and just, and easily, like in, we're talking guys and relationship, get out of that relationship or don't start that, that relationship mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. right away. So, so make your list, right? Now we go on to the, now we go on to what do we put on our profile? The things that I hear from the men in the, in the dating groups and from the women 
is they want current photos. They want a close up to your face. All right. And a lot of the guys, it's interesting. They want someone that's just showing up how they normally would. They don't want all the the glamour you know, all the shots. Fills. No, no, and no okay. super filters and stuff. They want to see how you are because, and these are the men that are, you probably would want to be attracting a genuine person who's interested in you and not how good you are is skillful with the, with the filters and things. <laughs> um, right? So they want to see your face. They want to see you, what you do for fun in another one. They would like to see a full length one because they want to see what you physically look like and it goes the same thing for women um and and maybe some of the some of your listeners are have had the if i see one more man posed with a dead fish a dead deer a you know a truck or a motorcycle type i'm just gonna like you know or scream doing this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or the selfie in the bathroom mirror Oh God. I, I was on, um, I put my, well, my brother put me on when I was first single, Mm -hmm. took my phone and he was like, you need, you need to start exploring, get yourself out there. And I, I was swiping through and I'm like, no, no, no. Like just the fish, the, Mm -hmm. the, the look at my car. That was a big one. I live in Miami. So it was like, look at my car. It was the bathroom (laughs) selfie and it was the gym selfie. And I'm like, this is no bueno. <laughs> wouldn't be a wouldn't be a selfie if it weren't like but here's, sweaty in the gym, right? Right. But here's the thing back to the photo. So mm-hmm. I love that you don't have the experience of being divorced because you are like the pro at marriage. But for a divorcing woman whose self-esteem has been really damaged, either by the fact that, you know, there was a, a emotional or physical neglect in the marriage or just a disconnect. And, you know, every woman's in her head about, is it me? Is it what I look like? Is right. it mm-hmm. how I perform in bed? It's all those things. So mm-hmm. that, that physical part, creating the profile, just the picture alone is so challenging for women. And yes. I don't know what words of encouragement you can offer, you know, mm-hmm. but but that would be really helpful because I know for me too, it was, I wanted to be authentic, but I was worried, you know, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Is my body right? Like it's, it's scary. Right. Oh yeah. Um, it's our self-esteem is, and our sense of identity has taken a big hit because when we started out becoming a couple, you, you know, we didn't expect the, I want to say the road where of being in the marriage that would erode our self-esteem, our self-image. We've had babies, like changes. Maybe things aren't as, we don't feel like we're as confident. Of a pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that package looks different. And so I, that's why I really recommend folks too, is that recognize that you've been through a lot. And appreciate the strength that's taken you to get through that journey and through that. And this is part of rediscovering and discovering yourself outside of some partner. So it may mean trying up different styles, getting out of your rut. You know, like there's the stitch fix and there are the Nordstrom's. And then you go to the sh- a shopper who will say, I know what looks great on you. Let Come in here. You don't have to buy, but it's really starting to get yourself uncomfortable in these new situations to see yourself differently. Mm-hmm. You're going to have maybe a little bit more appreciation. And yes, if you're feeling like I need the filters, all right, great. Then you know, take the photos with the filters or the draping. But ideally, 
you appreciate yourself as going through this, we work on our self-esteem. We work on um, finding things that we like about ourselves. Uh, we find and surround ourselves with a tribe that supports us as well. So here's another question we get about the profile. And I think that's okay. really great information. I mean, you have to be comfortable in your picture. I feel like otherwise you're just going to look uncomfortable and that'll send the wrong mm -hmm. message. But mm -hmm. a lot of women will ask me, should I put in my profile that I have children and how old they are? Because I don't want that to be a deterrent. And, and my response is, well, you're going to tell them you have kids eventually, right? Like, wouldn't you rather just know off the bat? What do you think? Okay. You know what? That's great. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, yes. I, I think that you don't want to be wasting your time and you don't want to, um, waste their time, I guess. And then, and so, and it's like, if you have pets, you list the pets, you right. have the kids because, um, so say I have children, maybe there's, I have young children. I have, you know, several children. I wear, I do have safety concerns for your kids. So I don't, yeah, I won't put, I would not put your children's pictures on there. Okay. You save that later. Just like we'll talk about later as you're starting to date people, how long you wait to um, introduce them to a special person. Uh, but in the, today's world, our children aren't necessarily safe. And, and someone that I've had folks that realize that the person they attracted was actually more attracted to their children or their child in particular. So they dated the mom to get to the child. Oh, yeah. That's scary. It's very scary and it's very real. And I'm so sorry to be, you know, like a, a Debbie Downer here, but I want you to, you know, to date safely. Right. And so um, put out information that says, I have children, you know, and I, and I, I have dogs, I have lots of dogs, or I'm that cat lady or whatever it might be. Um, that is part of what's going to attract a person to you. Or someone says, I'm allergic to cats and they scroll. You know, mm -hmm. they, they swipe, they keep, they mm -hmm. move on. Mm -hmm. um, if you have something that you're passionate about or you have fun and maybe there's a vacation pictures, put that out there. Something where you, if you're giving people a little flavor of who you are, but you're not giving them your address to your home. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, that's really scary about the kid part. And I think that's really solid advice. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I guess there are lots of creeps out there and mm -hmm. As, as single moms, you have to be extra vigilant. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Also as single moms, Liz, time is of the essence. Like mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of time to waste. A lot of us, a lot of moms after divorce are co-parenting. So there's only a certain window of time where mm -hmm. they don't have their kids and that's when they need to get their dating in. Plus 
online dating is a lot of work, looking, scrolling, having the conversations. So I know for some women, at least my clients, the mindset has been, I barely have got, I barely have time to myself to begin with. I want Mm -hmm. this to be as, as uh, easy as possible. I don't want to have to make this a full-time job. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, I feel your pain because it's, it's hard enough to sit down and even like pluck your eyebrows on your own, right. Let alone be looking at, and, and online dating is a huge number games. Um, and also it's who is using the platform that you're using in your area. And so many of my clients also sort of cast the net a little bit. They use two different types of dating apps to see because who's on that other dating app as well. So it's a numbers game. It can be very discouraging. I suggest people do it in little sprints. Uh, where you say, okay, I'm just going to grab my phone and I'm just going to do a couple of looks and see what's going on. Some folks do a lot of initial uh, clearing, uh, I don't want to say touching base, but some intro texts and see what's going on, see how it works. And then they wait for the response. To avoid being discouraged, I think it's really important to keep in mind that it's not you, all right? right? It is a numbers game. It is. And so if you're going in and each time someone doesn't choose you or someone ghosts you after a few responses and you're personalizing it, it's going to be be very defeating to your self-worth yeah. and self-esteem. So and so research shows they did, you know, we got a research thing that research said that when people did a lot of just focus bursts of swiping, looking, scrolling, and got off of the platform and kept in mind that it's just a numbers game, they were more likely to stay encouraged and find right match the right matches. When folks spent too much mental time worrying about why somebody hasn't emojied them or um, you know why they haven't heard something and they so they invest emotional and physical time trying to follow up with that person that's not responding. Those are the ones that got discouraged. Those are the ones that um, walked away feeling less confident about themselves. So, Interesting. Yeah. So we don't need to be the other person's mom, right? Yeah. Or secretary or, you know, executive assistant. We just need to get in there, show up strong with what we want, realize it's a numbers type of thing, and then move on. Yes, absolutely. And also being your, I think you save time if you're going to be your most authentic and true self, because there's no, you really don't have time to beat around the bush as a single mom or a co-parenting mom. Like it's, it's either like it's going to work or it's not. So let's figure that out up front. Right. So I think that's really, that's really great advice. Um, I have another question though. How soon do you think is too soon to put yourself online and put yourself out there again after a split? I know for a lot of women, who initiate divorce, they've probably already grieved a lot in the marriage, but do you have any insight into what might be the best case there? Yeah, I I do. And and I, to the point, the person that initiates the divorce, absolutely right. Their head's been out of the marriage or out of the relationship a lot sooner than the, you know, for a lot longer period of time um, than the actual divorce or breakup. I tell folks that if you're looking and you're comparing them to your previous partner, if when you're out there actually on a date or you're 
you're talking to the person, let alone physically being there, and you're comparing, that probably means there's still some yeah historical stuff we need to work on for ourselves. Uh-huh. It's too soon. Too soon. Do you, do you suggest to people that they um, invest in therapy before they start dating again after divorce? You know, I guess it really depends on what kind of trauma, what kind of issues were in the relationship. You know, if there's a lot of emotional or physical trauma baggage, then therapy or coaching is really important. I personally love the the field of coaching because so do I. I know. I've I've done. I'm. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, been licensed for like 37 years. And there is a place for that. But for the average bear, for the average person, we need to remember our strengths. And that's what I love doing. I like focusing on people's and couples' strengths. And then we look for areas of opportunity that maybe they just need some skills or some strategies to up their game or just a different perspective or a different wardrobe or a different, you know, type of of thing. And so um, there is, if you're going from an immediate divorce back into the dating world and you're looking for a forever partner, I would say there's, there's probably something else driving that. Maybe there's some fear of being alone. Maybe there's a concern with um, how do I parent all this, whatever it might be. Um, and so that's probably premature to be out there. If you're going out dating because it's like, you know what? I just got to see what's out there. I'm not going to date with the intention of of maybe jumping in bed with them, or maybe I am. You know what you want. You decide what you want. But I'm dating just to see what's out there. Many of my couple, you know, my folks, I'll tell them, have coffee dates. Just do a little hi, how are you kind of thing if you're really wanting to physically meet someone. And we'll talk, we can talk about safety things around that. Um men tend to deal with their depression by actively doing something and that means jumping right back out into the dating world Mm -hmm. and so when you're looking at these gentlemen and and they're saying yep i'm just recently divorced or whatever realize they may not have finished the business that they need to have done because one of the coping strategies is to immediately take action and replace and distract whether it's another person um a sports immersing themselves into um work they're not dealing with their stuff so that's just a warning side for when you're when you look at somebody's profile and they're recently divorced how recent yeah no yeah that's a good point i mean i think anyone who says coming out of a marriage that there's no fear of being alone i think is lying i was Mm -hmm. definitely definitely scared of being alone until i realized i gave myself a little time and realized how actually how good it felt and how nice it felt to just be in my own space and enjoy that and do whatever I wanted with no Mm -hmm. feedback or criticism. And um, once I truly, it's funny, I was like, you know what? I like this alone thing. I love (laughs) it. I'm going to do it. It gives me more time to be present with my child. And it was when I accepted that alone felt okay. And it wasn't so scary. Mm -hmm. That's when I met somebody. And I feel like you have to be in that mindset. Yes. Um, Yes. Another question we get a lot, and then I want to go back into the safety piece you were talking about of actually physically taking the steps Mm -hmm. to meet somebody. 
a lot of people will ask me, should I be on multiple dating platforms at once or should I just stick to one? Um, I, I am a proponent of at least test drive a few. Okay. Um, there's because eat and it depends on your, your geographic location, right? If you're in, um, an area that is maybe super young and, and you're not, and you're going on the dating app that seems to be attracting the younger crowd, then you're going to be missing out on the right matches and you're going to be feeling like, wow, this is all I have. So we want to open your eyes to me. I want to open your eyes to all the different opportunities. You'll find a style of an app. You'll find the style that seems to attract the people that you're interested in, but you don't know until kind of test drive them. Now, if you're spending all your time just setting up profiles and you're on the apps and that's all you do and you're not moving forward, then maybe it's something like you're not really ready to be out there dating. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we need to step back and say, let's find some fun activities within your community because organically that's kind of the old fashioned way where we used to be. So get in, you know, take a class that you always want to do or um, go in, get into a walking group or bike riding group or um, some of these activities with other parents and other kids because oftentimes you can network that way and find one maybe a great new tribe but two you know the the tribe might know somebody that would be the right match for you and um so yes i say more than one platform at first treat it like you're interviewing them not that they're (laughs) <laughs> good advice. I say it all the time. Let's not hope they're good and they're that you're good enough for them. Let's hope they're good enough for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What a different power statement, right? We we show up not being desperate. Um, we show up being like, impress me. Show yeah. me what you got. Show me what you got. Let's see if it works <laughs> for me. Um, mm-hmm. okay, so that dating piece, it's a yeah. scary world out there. Um, you're, you're ready to, you know, you've had some good conversation. You think you can trust what this person is saying. Mm-hmm. What is the best case safest first date for a mama after divorce? Okay. Um, obviously well, not one, going straight to his house probably. Yeah. <laughs> and not inviting him to your house either. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not, you know, kids, kids are not, it's a no kid, kid zone. Um, let somebody know somebody outside this person. know the information on this person. You let them have um, a picture of their, you know, a snapshot of the screen, their profile, um, or put a location thing on on your phone as well. You you do want to have eyes on you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, daytime, more of a public setting type of, of meeting. Drive yourself. Don't let them drive you. Oh, what are some of the other ones we t- talk folks about? Uh, I want to make sure that you keep your your eyes on your drink too, because there's yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I keep bringing up the scary thing. Like, no, it's, you're right. No, it's, it's so it's really, scary. I get it. You know, so you know, in the today's world, um, there's super super nice people, and I don't want to dissuade you from doing it. But we also have to do it smart, and it's kind of like we pay attention to where we're walking. Uh, well, we pay attention to what's our drinks are going, you know, what's going on with our food or our drinks. Um, we have people know where we're at, and we touch base with the people, you know, a good friend, someone that says, 
I'm, I need help. Or you can also go to, let me back up. You probably want to have a code word or a code that, that uh, your friends or you could send to someone. Yes. Very smart. Be okay with interrupting the conversation if you you know and i say just trust your gut if you're having a great time it's a great time and but if you trust your gut and this guy's arguing with you or you're feeling pressured or they keep saying things and you say no i don't want to go there um then you want to step back and maybe just use that code word oh my gosh the kids are oh geez the kids are running a fever i'm gonna have to go it's been really really nice and um, let's let's chat later. You can end and get out of there. So use kids or a friend as an excuse to, to to break up that that interaction. Also, you're always able to go to if you're going to a restaurant, um, go to the serving staff, go to the bartender, go to the the front hostess. Tell them you need help if you feel like you're in danger too. That's Do great not advice. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for so many women after divorce, that that gut and intuition might be a little cloudy because, Mm -hmm. you know, you've been in a situation where you've been feeling things and maybe somebody has been telling you, no, you're not Mm -hmm. feeling that. But if, you know, you get that tummy feeling of, I don't, I don't know, this is weird. I mean, Mm -hmm. in my experience, when I haven't listened to that, it's come back in my face big time. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think that, you know, if you sit down and right away, something's just off, mm-hmm. excuse yourself. You're, you've only got so yeah. much time in your life. Right. And, and that also brought something with two, say another thing is um, that when you take the, the tummy gut, if you're, if you're having to explain yourself or there's a conflict coming and this is supposed to be just like a casual conversation and you think, you know, I just really think, I don't know, that that maybe we should not be having California avocados shipped all the way here to Texas. I think we should be learning how to make Texas avocados. And this, I live in Texas right now. <laughs> but, um, and there's, you're having this argument and you're like, no, I really, you don't need that in your life. If you're, if you're having to explain yourself or try to soothe things down in these early conversations, um, it's time to walk ladies. Yeah. This absolutely. is not your husband. This is not me. This ain't him. Many of my folks also do a quick like profile check. Um, they'll Google search the person they'll look to see what sites they might be on they'll run some free background checks or minimal background checks as well so you know feel free to do what you feel you need to do to be safe to do this but realize it's right now we're not looking for the perfect man this is a skill we're trying to learn because we've been out of the dating world and it's evolved and we're back into this new thing. And so it's really skill-based and not you-based, not personally, personal-based. Absolutely. That Google piece is huge. That was something that I didn't realize I should be doing with the first person I met after my split. And I've told the story a lot, but I'll tell it to you too. Okay. I didn't, I didn't Google and I was so excited. I was chatting it up with this guy who I met at my chiropractor's office and he was handsome and, you know, very present on social media. I didn't see Mm -hmm. any red flags though. And um, I went to coffee with a friend one morning and I was telling her I was so excited. And she said, did you Google him? And I'm like, no, why? And she Mm -hmm. looked him up. His baby registry popped up. He had his wife 
who had been married to the year prior because we found the wedding registry. His baby was born the week before I met him in the chiropractor's office. He was fully (laughs) married with an infant and I was about to go out with him and it was the craziest experience. So ladies, do your due diligence. Dr. Liz, this has been such an eye-opening conversation. What would you say? One tip of advice to the mom who is just dipping her her toes back into the dating pool after divorce and is terrified. Okay. Um, I would say breathe, relax. Let's just have some fun, okay? It doesn't have to be serious. And I'm getting, I got to find that's mate. This is going to be a fun adventure that later on, when you're talking to your kids and you're talking to your your new um, partner, you're going to be able to go, oh, my gosh, you, this the funniest thing happened to me. And you're mm-hmm. also going to be able to share some really good advice with the kids, because right now you're braving a brave new world. And somewhere along the line, your kids are going to face something that's scary, Harry, and you're going to um, have walked ahead of them doing something that's scary, Harry. And so for now, keep it light have fun, um, play smart and enjoy the new you that you are. Yes. The new you. It's such a powerful thing to have that Mm -hmm. second chance at rewriting your story. So rewrite it wisely. What did you say? (laughs) Choose wisely, choose well. Choose wisely, choose well. That's a perfect way to end it. Dr. Liz Jenkins, where can our listeners and followers get in touch with you if they have more questions about dating after divorce? Sure, absolutely. Um, Follow me, join me on my Instagram. It's um, dr underscore Liz underscore Jenkins or my Facebook page, which is drlizjenkins.com or Dr. Liz Jenkins. Um, And if you would like, there's tons of free resources and I have the couples connection checklist that uh, I think we're going to put the links in below okay all right all right and when you find your you're the right person that um check out my weekend reconnect because it's lists all of the key areas that successful couples need and most of us don't come with all of those strategies we come with things that we learned or required along the way so oh i am going to check it out for spencer and i that'll be fun i can't wait okay thank you dr liz jenkins everyone we'll see you next time on moms moving on So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. 
I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.